episode 14 and i'm proud to say our partner in crime is back back from vacation adam how you doing buddy he's back i'm good man i'm doing well uh went out of town almost out of the country just on the border just shy of being out of the country so still in the country um was visiting my wife's family i'm happy to be back man i'm happy to be back doing canton bound doing anything um even in ohio you know (laughs) even back in ohio yep I've heard that maybe Ohio is nicer than El Paso. No shot against people who live in El Paso. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll at least confirm that. I'm not sure everybody will say that, but yeah, I'm I'm on board. I am on board. But uh, I could say this: the weather was probably nicer. In the El weather at that part is definitely the case, and that's the reason. You know, my in-laws are still down there. My uh, mother-in-law is not really thrilled with the idea of coming back to the cold, gray winters of three months. You know. No, man, I'm getting old, too. Like, that cold's hard on your bones. <laughs> Makes your joints hurt. I don't like it. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a long, cold winter, and it's already snowing here. I'm sure it's been snowing in Iowa. Oh, yeah, we had a, we had a nice three inches uh, from Sunday. It was terrible. Hated it. It's the worst yep. thing ever. I listened to your canton though. Look at you. you know? Let me go solo. I try. I try. I try. I made the people suffer through it, but you're back. You're back to save the show. Uh... So I talked about a 24 rookie class and just an early look at them. So yeah. what we'll get into uh, on this episode is uh, what, what goes into making a good dynasty rookie class? Like how can you kind of tell ahead of time and prepare yourself? Um, I remember uh, a couple years ago, right? Uh, uh, we'll, we'll get into this at some point too, but I remember uh, 24 leading up to this class. Everybody was kind of focused on 23. And there's a few real smart people out there who follow college football who are like, hey, 24 is going to be pretty good too, boys. <laughs> like, pay, pay attention. You think 23 is good. Like, we're just here to say that 24 might be pretty good too. So you kind of heard the rumblings uh, ahead of time. And if you capitalize on that, think about in your dynasty leagues, uh, you know, 24 picks, uh, they, they kind of have a set price right now, don't they, Adam? Like, they're going to they're gonna go up as we get closer, but For sure. they kind of have a set price. 25 picks, people just look at them and go, ugh, who cares? <laughs> like, and 26 picks, no one cares. <laughs> yep, no, no, right. No the, one uh, cares. Th- that's one of those where the time just, um, people don't want to take that time on, you know? No, we need that immediate gratification, right? Need it. Gotta <laughs> Some have people it don't even want to wait till 24 draft, you know? That's they want true. it right this moment. That's true. So I think uh, if that's like, that's the first thing, Adam, like just listen to smart people who, you're, you're in a perfect spot. Right, you're in a perfect spot at campus to camp. Yep. <laughs> perfect spot to identify what future draft classes are going to look like, and if there's a lot of talent like kind of coming down the pipe, you know, the the freshman class was very good. We all got to see this freshman class, you know, take off. Whatever right. it may be, 
just keep that in mind. But <clears throat> let's just break down the 24 class. What makes this a good dynasty rookie class? Like, why Why am I excited about it? First off, are, are you excited about it? I haven't even asked really your opinion. Are you excited about the 24 class? I'm thrilled about it, man. Yeah, I'm thrilled about it. I guess, I mean, is this a uh, question you want me to answer or are we just... Yeah, yeah. The the people didn't get to hear you last week. I'm just I'm talking into the abyss, right? I love just it. Staring at my wall, <laughs> trying to do a podcast and not sound like a blabbering idiot. <clears throat> Listen, when we first started doing podcasts, that's how we used to do our podcasts in general. We were staring into the abyss. No cameras, just you know, I'm talking into a blank computer. Um, yeah. So I know that feeling very well. Uh, I think for me, Mike, when I when I think about a, a class, a rookie class. It's kind of changed over the years a little bit as far as what I thought, but right now, the way that the community values assets and the way that the game of fantasy football is and the game that real football is being played, in a super flex league, high-end quarterbacks or just quarterbacks that are going to have first-round draft capital are what's going to really propel the high end of the class, right? And if you have guys that are touted as highly and as talented as Caleb Williams and Drake May, that's... You're checking the boxes early and often with two <clears throat> high-end quarterback assets that have, um, you know, honestly, a- NFL changing ability. Like they can change the face of a franchise in the NFL, and not just that, they can be somebody that comes in and takes over your quarterback one room, um, like be the quarterback one of a room that needs to be rehauled in a on a dynasty team. So I think that would be the the first like upper box checkmark for me, high-end quarterback assets, and then. The next tier would be, do you have high-end wide receiver assets or at least a deep, um, if it's not going to be like, you know, one of the greatest of all time prospects, do you have a deep range? Like how many wide receivers do you have in this class that have first round potential that have, you know, the ability to get in the top, let's call it 30-ish, that top 24, 30 range in dynasty, right? Yep. Those are the, I think the first and second boxes for me. And this class, the crazy part is it checks the high-end quarterback assets. It checks the singular, you know, Jamar Chase, elite-level, generational prospect wide receiver in Marvin Harrison Jr. And then it backfills with the opportunity, we don't know yet, but the wild cards are, it could end up being a class that's deep at quarterback in the first round. There could be three, four, five quarterbacks in the first round. We know there's two. The wide receiver position, like that would be my third thing, okay? Is is there a potential of deep quarterback class? I think it's a it's not checked for sure, right? We, we don't know. We we don't know, but it's uh, the potential's out there. And then the fourth thing, absolutely is checked. This wide receiver class is deep, plentiful, full of talent, full of different type of game-breaking speed. You got, you know, Troy Franklin's of the world, you got the big body, Keon Coleman's. I mean, we have this class for me checks three out of the four boxes right now for what I want to be a great class. It has the potential to check for. And I think the best part is because tight end and running back for me are devalued, um, they're not as, as, as important. The running back position is not a, a great one in this 24 class. But because no one cares about it, there's going to be a potential chance that you can grab some of these running backs later in the draft. And the fact that there's a high-end asset at tight end like Brock Bowers to me, I'm, I'm not going to be taking him, but that's going to make the class that much deeper. So uh, don't forget about Jatavian Sanders as well. So like this class is just, to me, it, it's everything that we want in the time of this year going into our rookie drafts. It checks all those boxes outside of potentially just deep quarterback class. 
I, I love it, man. That's a great way to break it down, right? Um, High-end QB talent. Box checked. Checked with Caleb Williams and Drake May. Check, check. <laughs> Good. High-end wide receiver talent. Box checked. Marvin Harrison Jr. <laughs> Deep wide receiver group. Adam, there's probably six, seven, eight, nine guys. Realistically, I think have a chance at being a first-round NFL draft pick. Yep. Check. Depth. <laughs> Depth of wide receivers. How about all these other boxes that we're checking here, right? Yeah, you kind of mentioned it. Is there potential for multiple quarterbacks? We have three. We could have four. Shit, we might have five. I don't necessarily know if five is going to be a realistic, uh, <laughs> a realistic outcome, but there's a potential. Um, and then everything else, like, just becomes icing on the cake, doesn't it? It just yeah. becomes. Yep. Do you have Do you have a couple of running backs that maybe test well? An NFL team falls in love with and they draft with good day two capital to a good landing spot. Awesome. Cool. Now we throw them into the mix. You and I both are, are I think we can acknowledge the community hype around Brock Bowers, um, but we also acknowledge that just through warp and this season just kind of really soured us on the tight end position as a whole where it's just like, yeah, we're kind of good, man. Icing on the cake, I can acknowledge his value. Maybe I take a share or two here or there, you know, just to uh, – to, to try to move them <laughs> later, but that's not going to be a piece where I'm like, oh, I got to get me some Brock Bowers. <laughs> like, but it's nice. It's nice that there's some other piece in there because, I mean, you're not going to own all 12 first-round rookie picks every single year. Now, you've pulled this amazing feat off one time already. <laughs> I have yet to do it. I've come close, uh, but it still hasn't happened. This would be a great class, in my opinion, <laughs> to have – 12 first round. Yeah, I wish I would have had it in 24 and not 23, but I I don't don't ever regret doing it in any class, you know? That's fair. That's fair. So I think uh, if you're talking about checking boxes, I think this class is just hitting almost every single one of them. Now, it's it's not official yet, right, because we we haven't seen if there's going to be a third quarterback or a fourth quarterback. We haven't really seen how many wide receivers are going to go in the first round, but all signs point to looking good, man. If this is Magic 8 ball and you shook it up, (laughs) that's what it'd tell you. All signs pointing to good. <laughs> yeah. Like looking good. Right. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, of the boxes that you were looking to check, the ones that we can confirm, they're all checked. Yeah. The ones yeah. that we're hoping for that will be like, oh, my gosh, this class just went from elite upside to deep. Those we don't know 100% yet because it's going to really rely on draft capital. So we won't be able to tell you the for, the for sures of that until – Frankly, for me, Mike, it'll be until the draft actually happens because I have seen everything in the process leading up to the draft of, man, none of these quarterbacks are going to be any good. No one's taking them. The Browns take Baker Mayfield number one overall, within, and that, that all changed within 24 hours of the draft, essentially, for most people, right? Um, you saw in the 2022 class, like, there was questions and concerns about the quarterbacks, right? But nobody really projected that – uh, Malik wouldn't go in the first round that he would go all the way to the third that Kenny Pickett would be the first one off the board yeah. at 20 like there's just so many things that can change um, even if we look at mocks and it's all showing consensusly this that and the other until it's on wax I don't think you can confirm how deep the quarterback class is going to be in the first round and even through like I, I think this quarter this wide receiver room is going to give us at least six or seven maybe it could be more than that but it, we're, we're still speculating as far as who's going to be first round, but I think tons of them will be in the top 50, 60 picks. I think, too, uh, just something to keep in mind. Just think about this time right now. 
if you want to project future dynasty classes, like and kind of get a feel for whether they're good. Adam, we knew at this time last year, right? Caleb Williams was awesome, right? Heisman winning season. Drake May was awesome. These are guys like if they were eligible to come out in the draft last year, would have been very, very high picks, right? Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. was awesome at this time last year. Brock Bowers was awesome at this time last year. Some of the wide receiver depth, like people liked Malik Neighbors. Uh, people liked Emeka Obuka. Like we kind of knew this going in. I'll say this. I think the 25 class, I'm not going to write it off as like, oh, it's going to be terrible. It's going to be ass. But I just don't have those same feelings, right? Especially at the quarterback position, I'm like, mm, you got some guys who are going to be returning to school and, you know, maybe there's a Shador Sanders potential. Maybe there's some Quinn Ewers potential. Like maybe somebody else emerges here and we kind of, we just don't have that stud, right? We don't have that stud at the quarterback position where everybody's like drooling over themselves. Like I got to get me Drew Alar. Like I got to, I got to go get this guy, right? There, there's not that dude. <laughs> right. The wide receiver position. I don't know. There, there's a few, uh, but none to the level of Marvin Harrison, right? Yes. They're more like Malik Neighbors was at this time, or Roma Dunze at this time, where it's just like, I, I kind of like him, you know? Like maybe Luther Burden might be that guy. Like maybe Luther Burden is kind of that guy that maybe people will start salivating over because he had a hell of a year. Had a hell of a year. Yeah. Loved him in C2C. So shout out to the C2C crew for, uh, you know, get me on Luther Burden a couple years ago. <laughs> Putting us on game, man. Absolutely. Yeah, let's go. You know? let's go. Um, but it's just, it doesn't really feel like it. And then at the running back position, you know, running backs are dead. So <laughs> we, we don't care. Next. Well, I, I think the like, reality that can't is. Be, that can't be the thing that drives a, a, there you a go. dynasty class anymore. That's 2023 proved that to us. And, and the crazy part, Mike, think about this. The 2023 class. Gave us a, a running back in pick eight and pick 12. Yeah. And actually, both of them now, it, t- it took a little while to get there, but both of them are starting to, like, we're starting to see now they're hitting. the fruits of their labor in Dynasty, right? Like, okay, all the talent, all the draft capital, the worries are starting to feel a little more in the backseat. Um, you know, Jameer Gibbs hasn't fully shed it away, David Montgomery, but realistically, I don't think he ever was going to in his rookie year. And if you expected him to just come in and be the – you know, 90% snapshot guy probably wasn't it. But you're seeing him really start to thrive. You're seeing Bijan, you know, even Arthur Smith is trying to get, you know, him the ball more often. You know, Wild it's, up. It's amazing. <laughs> it happened, though, right? But think about that. Even with those two there, and the running back class was what made 23 so so deep, kind of so special. Everybody was so excited for Bijan. Jameer Gibbs, too. But, Mike, look at that class. It, it, it's solid. I don't want to take – you get C.J. Stroud in a class – if you get a CJ Stroud level person in any class, it's it's successful just because. I mean, I don't know where everyone is on him, but th- there's people talking about him in the mix of the top tier overall in Dynasty, and I'm not even going to fight him on it. I'm, if you get someone that good in a class, it makes it great. But that class was so deep at the running back position, and that's what everyone cared about. And look at this: Tank Bigsby, yeah, Kendra, yeah, Charbonnet, yeah. And gets 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 his opportunity, yeah. I mean, you know, it just. It is not the driving factor of a, of a class. I think the way you said that is great. That's exactly how I think of it. And listen, I, I want to get some running backs back in here. I want to get some RB talent, but it's got to be more of – that's what makes this class really good for me is that because because the running back talent's not the driving force, they're going to fall into the spots which makes sense to take them. And people are going to be you know 
in the second round. All right, do I take Travion Henderson if he has the draft capital? I like the landing spot, right? That makes sense. <laughs> if you go to the next year's class and you know you have to ask yourself, am I taking a running back in the first round? Am I taking him in the top seven? Like That's just not where people want to take him, and no one is going to feel good about taking him on there. And if that's the case, it speaks to the rest of the class. The, the running back position, I think, is now a secondary ancillary piece in a draft class. Think about this too, just uh, just to kind of put this in perspective, um, like how far we've come. We can both acknowledge, and me especially because I have so much of this guy, Quentin Johnston has been god awful this year. Has been terrible. Yeah, terrible. I mean, that, that's that's the best way to put it. He's he's getting hate every week from Dynasty <clears throat> Twitter. The fantasy community is just fed up. Right, we're we're done with him. Keep trade cut hates him. Fantasy community hates him. You know what they? You know a player that they still like more, like like he, that they like him more than Tank Bigsby. Yes, there you go. Because Tank Bigsby plays a running back position and has also done fuck all. But the, I can tell somebody a story, or I can tell myself a story about Quentin Johnson. Like, man, it's a bad year, but you know what happens if he finishes? Uh, you know, in a couple positive games to end the year. He's still tied to Justin Herbert, and he's a young, athletic wide receiver. I can't tell myself a story about Tank Bigsby at this point that, like, makes me feel good, right? I can't tell myself a story about you couldn't unseat Travis Etienne, who's not, like, a picture or pillar of health. Uh, Travis Etienne was having monster games. When they start to scale back Travis Etienne's work, they put in Jermichael Hasty and then Dearness Johnston. <laughs> And you still can't get a prominent role. And it feels like every time I see you on NFL Red Zone, Trevor Lawrence has thrown you a pass that's going through his hand, your hands into the defender's hands. Like, it's the, the craziest thing ever because we, the only highlights I think I've seen of Tank Bigsby this year are him tipping Trevor Lawrence passes to defenders. Well, and I think at this point, um, for those of you that don't know or that haven't followed, if you're on this channel, like, I, I kind of imagine you've, you've followed him for a while. He was one of the running backs in this class that was supposed to be really good. And I think, Mike, everyone really knows him as Tank. But for me, and I think for everyone listening to this and for you, every, you just leave that Tank thing alone. He's this Cartavius now at this point. Like, <laughs> that's who Cartavius Bigsby. Forget this whole Tank thing. It's over. All right? You don't earn that nickname, man. Go <laughs> his nickname. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So just kind of keep that in perspective when we say like running backs really don't drive <laughs> dynasty classes anymore, right? Because it's uh, here to get day gone tomorrow. Adam will take your nickname away. So, man, be careful, Bucky Irving. <laughs> be, be very, be careful. very careful. <laughs> Tread lightly. You might not be Bucky for long. <laughs> Adam's got any say in it. Uh, so the last part we'll, we'll talk about. We'll finish up the show. We'll do a little uh, theory theory crafting for this dynasty rookie class now that you kind of identified what's a good one dane brugler dane brugler like doesn't that just echo like reverb in the mm -hmm. halls of greatness <laughs> the words <Absolutely>. dane brugler <laughs> 1.0 mock came out today and uh listen pretty much just confirmed my priors about uh, this being a great rookie class <laughs> so just did the first round adam but we got six wide receivers four quarterbacks and a tight end. First round NFL draft picks. That's 11 out of your 12 picks with first round NFL draft capital. <clears throat> That's before we get into good day two running backs, good day two wide receivers, maybe, hell, even a possibly a fifth quarterback who's, you know, like Will Levis last year, drafted in the top part of the second round. You know, some teams like, hey, 
let's get him in the door and see what happens. So, yeah. Oh, baby. Looking good. Let's start it off. 101, Caleb Williams to Chicago. Now, stinks for us with a lot of Justin Fields shares, or maybe it doesn't stick for us. Maybe they keep Luke Getze, and now it's Caleb Williams' problem, and Justin Fields will be free to <laughs> actually have an offense coordinator. doesn't stink. But Caleb Williams, Chicago, 101 off the board. Does that change anything for you at all? No. I mean, <clears throat> I-, I would say this. For Caleb Williams and Drake May, Obviously, we want landing spots that are better than others. Um, but, like, for me, it, there's only going to be a few landing spots where I'm like, man, just can we not go here? You know? Yeah. E- even if they went there, I would be not thrilled, but I'm not changing their ranking all that much, frankly. Like, yeah. <clears throat> I do think for quarterback, it's important. And, like, I, I definitely give it credence. It's one that I think is over overlooked at times but these two prospects especially drake man caleb williams mike for me they're kind of just situation agnostic as far as how i'm going to value them they're that talented of players they're that talented right and i think with both of them we can just kind of mention too that even if they went to a situation that wasn't really good in 24 we didn't like the oc or we didn't like the head coach or you know like what was around them Adam, I'm, I think it's pretty safe to say that they're going to outlast the shitty situation. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, they're at least going to get an opportunity for a good situation within a, a year or two, right? So, say it is this Luke Getze, Matt Eberflus, Chicago, this dog shit that we've seen that they run with Justin Fields with Caleb Williams in 2024. I, I'm, I think it's pretty safe to say that Getze and Eberflus then wouldn't be back in 2025. And it'd be a new regime uh, with, you know the franchise quarterback already in place that then they could build around. So Yes. Same thing, uh Drake May, he ended up going one oh three, but he wasn't the next fantasy relevant player. It was actually Marvin Harrison Jr. at two to Arizona pair up with Kyler Murray. Yep. Arizona says pass on the quarterback. Kyler's our dude. Marvin Harrison Jr. We're gonna get him this elite weapon. What do you think about that one? I mean th- this one in particular I think is uh if it was to go this way, I, I think you couldn't um, overstate the importance of it for Dynasty in the fact that this is now – there's concern for Fields, which in this draft would be more than concern. They're moving on, right? Yeah, he's good. <clears throat> and then the concern in this draft would be with the second pick going to – like it, it would go – I think the reason it's so big. It would go from concern about Kyler Murray with a completely new regime that didn't really draft him, right, to, you know what, instead of concerned, we're going to lean into committing to him. Like it's it, it goes from we're moving on from him to we're not just moving on, not moving on. We're locking him in. We have his contract, and we're going to go get him what we think is the top weapon in the game for us to even achieve possibly getting so like it's kind of like doubling down on Kyler Murray as opposed to moving on so I think I think that's the reason that if this was to go down and it's something that's been talked about and definitely has the chance of happening like if this does happen that this this regime is now locking themselves into committing to Kyler Murray because if you put Marvin Harrison over there they're going to be doing so many good things together I think that combination they're probably not going to find themselves even if they don't make the playoffs in a position to ever get Drake May type talent at quarterback in the near 
couple of years minimum, you know? Yeah. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to read too much into it, but it's really hard to not read into it if this were to happen, right, Adam, like you're talking about. Because you say a couple things here. We're, we're committing to Kyler for 2024. But more than that, we're getting him an elite weapon. We want to surround him with talent because he's our guy. And then the third thing is, Adam, we kind of talked about, like, what makes a good class, and we touched a little bit on the quarterbacks. Like, their scouts know that. Their scouts know what's coming down the pipe in 25. You have two elite guys here right here in your lap, and next year you don't have that. So even if you were in the same situation of picking 102 next year, you go, damn, like, we, sh- we should have gone with the guy last year and not this year because this guy definitely ain't as good as the one last year. So multiple things. So it would be really hard not to read into it and see it as anything other than, like, Kyler's our dude. Kyler's our dude. So yeah, Drake May then goes 103 to New England. <laughs> and this and for all those wondering, this is one of the spots where I'm like, gosh, do we – do we have to like I, I really don't want I don't want to see one of my two quarterbacks for this year go there but again it's not going to move too much for me this though I will say um probably would cement like the tier is still the same top three for me but I would definitely not have Drake May in the, in the third spot I think um unless unless you needed a quarterback I would say uh so just hypothetically let's say that Caleb and Drake may go to these uh two situations Chicago and New England respectively mm-hmm. and their situations around them don't change like New England doesn't make a whole lot of moves uh, Bill Belichick stays Bill O'Brien stays in place uh they don't make a big effort to go after you know a T Higgins or a Mike Evans or like one of these free agent wide receivers or move up in the draft to get one they just status quo rolling out Devontae Parker, Juju, and Pop Douglas, <laughs> corpse of Keishon Boutte at this point. Like, this is what we're rolling out here. And uh, Chicago, kind of the same thing. It's just DJ Moore, it's Cole Komet, and Luke Getze still in place as the offense coordinator. Adam, let me ask you the question then. If that was the case, Marvin Harrison, the 101, even in Superflex mm-hmm. Leagues for you? Um, I think he's – I think th- – the what what the Bears end up doing with their next pick, and I don't know what this mock says, but like if they if they were to take another another receiver, like a, a really good one in this class, or traded back and was able to do that, like if you have DJ Moore and they get another receiver, I think I'm definitely still taking Caleb 101. Okay. Um, but now to your point, if they did not do that, because I just find it hard to believe Chicago if they lean into which wouldn't be surprising that Caleb Williams at 101. Like, let's add another weapon for him that's not just DJ Moore. Like, if they do that, I'm going to be really excited for Caleb, to be honest with you. Now, if they don't, though, and they just, like, kind of go back in, they kind of address all the other holes in their team. They're like, Caleb, you're just going to you're gonna be a beast with this uh, offense we have now. I think Marvin Harrison might be the 101. Um, I think still it will come down to what I need. If I need a quarterback, if I don't have a really good quarterback room, I'd be okay taking Caleb Williams. But Marvin Harrison Jr., Mike, is going to be – Man, I think he'll be a force with Kyler early in his career. I really do. Yeah. Uh, with their fourth pick in this one, uh, the Bears pick, they they end up taking Joel Alt. Okay. <clears throat> Offense tackles. So. Yep. 
And then, uh, do, do they still have a second? Well, th- this this draft probably is only a first round. Yeah, anyway, we right? did the first round for yeah. now. Yeah, usually Dane's uh, first mock is only one round, then he'll 2.0 it'll jump into two rounds. Two rounds, yep. He works his he works his way up, right? Yeah, yeah for draft, sure. We're getting seven rounders. <laughs> for for sure. I mean, uh, I I'd still I think Caleb for me is still very exciting there. But to the point you're making, it's gonna be really hard. Marvin Harrison Jr. is gonna have people excited no matter what. Like I, I think there's not really a situation he's gonna go to. And people are like ah, I don't really know about Marv. Right. <laughs> it's not happening. But then you get into Arizona when they're like, oh, Kyler can support a really good receiver. We saw it with Nuke. Like oh shit, Marvin Harrison through the roof could see 101 <laughs> locked in you know you know I, I the very few situations but i could see like i don't know this is stupid like it, <clears throat> it won't happen but you know say aaron Rodgers tries to come back <laughs> this season re-hurts himself says i'm done <laughs> like, I'm taking my ball and going home now he goes to new york jets all we got you know zach wilson and whatever the hell a tim boyle is <laughs> and uh he goes to the J- jets <laughs> you know what i yeah. mean yeah yeah. You're like, oh well, no. Yeah, <laughs> not, I, I, not again. <laughs> to your point, like, I, you could probably synthetically get there, but like, if the Jets it's were in this scenario, happen, right? if the Jets are in this scenario, there's no, there's no way they don't take a quarterback, man. Like, right. they're not taking Marv. You know, it's just it, it would be amazing though. Like, the community would probably just freak out as a whole, burn the whole thing down. The Falcons. <laughs> like Desmond Ritter still a dude repaired Marv with uh, Drake London who we can't use cow pits there you go Arthur here we're going to give you another elite skill player to avoid burn everything down <laughs> Fizzle lose his mind we, we, we're burning a logo the stadium get him all out <laughs> get him out of Atlanta man so that's the top three which I think is a pretty good tier break but how about 106 Malik Neighbors stand up let's go New York Giants signaling too. Daniel Jones is a dude, at least for now. I, the thing about the Giants that's so interesting is like, I I can see a scenario where if the Cardinals decided not to go down the Maserati Mav uh, lane, right? It's a hefty contract, and I'm not telling you that every team out there, that every GM is going to sign for Kyler at that price. But there's enough out there that I think will trade for Kyler. Like you may not get some crazy haulback because they have to take on a massive contract, but that would happen. Like, I, I really, really, really don't know how the Giants would move out of this Daniel Jones contract. Like, yeah. when when uh, and drafted him, most people were not on board with where they took him. And I don't think most teams were on board with paying him what they paid him. So, like, I think they're kind of locked in. Um, unless, they, unless they're going to have a rookie quarterback contract and pay this money or they can find a way to trade it for like nothing and have to eat some of it. I, I just don't think the Giants are in a position really to get out of that contract. It's just so bad. Yeah, yeah. And I think Daniel Jones still has some talent, right? Like the offense line was absolutely atrocious this year. So, you know, hopefully they can rectify that situation, whether it's through the draft or free agency. Apparently it's not through the draft because they're going bleak neighbors. <laughs> like we need weapons. Which, rightfully so, they need those two. They don't have wide receivers like they don't. Uh, Wandale's kind of a nice piece. Jalen Hyatt had a big game this last week. It was nice to see him play, but neither one of those dudes are number ones, period. Correct. I, I agree. I mean, <clears throat> in the Giants, if you're going to lock in with dimes, I mean, wh- what do we all know? Uh, you, you hope to retain Saquon. Um, I, Mike, I really kind of hope that. I know running backs don't matter. I do. I get it. I'm on board. 
But if you watch the Giants the last several years and you think Saquon wasn't a part of this team not getting the number one pick and not you know and making the playoffs last year, you're not watching the same game. I think they need to add more weapons and keep Saquon. So I hope they can do it even if it's for a short-term deal. Um, yep. But they definitely need to address weapons, man. Uh, neighbors makes a ton of sense. Uh, Jaden Daniels goes at seven to Tampa Bay. <clears throat> this would be this would be super exciting. I'm sitting here, you can't see, rocking the creamsicle, Mike Evans. You know, like everyone's kind of disrespecting Mike Evans with you know it was Baker. Um, he got Brady, but you know it's just felt like they, every year he's getting old and he's not going to do it, and he keeps doing it. Let me get Jaden Daniels there. Let me let's get a little fountain of youth for Mike Evans. Let's keep this thing going. You know, not a bad offensive situation, right? Tristan Wirfs, that bookend tackle. Uh, Mike Evans, if he were to resign there, you got Chris Godwin still under contract. You got Kate Otten, who's had some moments and he doesn't wear gloves, which makes him an awesome tight end, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they, they got some, they got some, uh, they got some juice, right? They're showing a little juice with Baker. Um, but you know he's up, so they can just move on and hand the keys over to Jaden Daniels, which would be pretty awesome. So, if Jaden Daniels were to go seven, uh, does he become the one hundred four for you? Yeah, I mean, I he would be ahead of Brock Bowers for me. Um, I think I'll still put him ahead of Malik Neighbors, but I will admit this, Mike: when a court, when a when a team takes a guy inside the top ten. Like I, I first round for me pretty much generically is I'm I'm paying a lot of attention, but like inside the top ten, almost top five, that's and, and it's a prospect that I like. It's not like some crazy you know, Darius Hayward Bay type thing, right? Yeah. I, I'm I'm very very interested. So it would be close. I think I'll put Jalen Daniels at four and Malik Neighbors at five based on this, and I think Neighbors for me would be in like a tier two kind of by himself uh, at wide receiver right now. All right, Brock Bowers goes eight to the Jets. Uh, so this is assuming Aaron Rodgers does not get hurt. <laughs> right? There's so your, the Jets, there's Jets your. are rocking uh, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, and now a shiny new toy in Brock Bowers at tight end. I mean, I just say this. <clears throat> they, they better have Aaron Rodgers back feeling good about it and feeling like this is going to be a year to go win a title. I don't know, man. I don't know for the NFL side. Does does Brock Bowers give them a better chance to win a title? Like if you're with Aaron Rodgers back off this Achilles, you gotta think you got a one or two year window. It's it's a bold pick for me, frankly. Yeah, um, the Jets do just as a, a, a notable note here do pass on uh, uh, J.C. Latham out of Alabama, offensive lineman, offense tackle. So. Uh, he goes just to pick after to the Chargers, which would be interesting because the Jets have really struggled on that offensive line. <laughs> like they have really struggled, and you know part of the reason why Aaron Rodgers isn't playing right now officially. So, and also why Zach Wilson, you know, looks bad. Yes, <laughs> Not, agreed. <clears throat> so, just just a little key point. Like I don't know what these teams always do by passing on offensive linemen to go get more skilled players when their all line is terrible. Start up front, work your way back. Come on. <laughs> Everybody knows this. You do it in Madden. Yeah. <laughs> do it here. Uh, Keon Coleman goes up 12 to New Orleans. Actually, this is sneaky. I really love this spot, right? You put him with Alave, that deep threat, that route runner savant, and then you get uh, you get the Mike Thomas replacement. You get that big-bodied receiver, that big guy, 
to go yeah. get the fuck. They'll go get the football. So uh, Keon Coleman, twelve <clears throat> to New Orleans, pretty interesting I, spot there. I do love uh, seeing Keon Coleman go this high. I will admit though, like for Keon Coleman, he he's one of these guys, Mike. For me, like I'm really a fan of his game, and I'm a fan of him, and I want him to go somewhere in Dynasty. I want him to go high in the draft. I I kind of because of where I think he's being mocked and projected. I would almost prefer him to slip another 10 spots or so. Like, I would much rather that type of thing happen and him go where I feel like, man, they got a QB that I really like or is solid enough. Like, this, the Saints thing, I don't know. I mean, Carr's been okay. He's been banged up this year. I don't think he's their long-term solution at quarterback. Like, I know they don't have one. I don't know. I know they don't have a plan. So, as much as this would be great, I, it would be – I'm kind of lukewarm on it just because of the QB thing, you know? I get you. I get you. I, I don't mind it. I think Derek Carr's decent enough. He gets a little too much hate. And uh, let's face the facts, man. Jameis Winston's not very good. No, <laughs> he's just not. He isn't. He would be great for our receivers in fantasy, but yes. he would. He's not very good for a team. But never fear, Adam, because helps on the way in this draft well, of keeping the Keon thing down. Because Roma Dunze well, to Cincinnati as the T exactly, Higgins replacement. Exactly why I'm just wanted to kind of you know I'm, I'm following along here and I'm uh. <laughs> Mike, if that, if that Keon Coleman was going to Cincy, oh, buddy, come on. <laughs> come on, man. You're going crazy. Mike, I will say this. Roma Dunze, Jamar Chase, and Joe Burrow would just be ridiculous. I don't want to be in the AFC North with that, frankly. Even while, even with Denzel, hoping he's healthy, which it seems like he never really is. Uh, right. You just don't want to see that, man. That's scary as hell. J.J. McCarthy, 22 to Seattle. The Geno Smith replacement. This one I, I actually really kind of like. Um, I'm I'm I don't know how to put this other than like I'm I'm kind of lukewarm on McCarthy as a prospect. I think there are some yeah. good things. He has some good tools, Me but too. I'm still like I'll, I'll give him some credence. I'll give him some props, but I also still am very concerned. Um, like he gives me enough pause. Is he really is he really a long term solution? Um, but for just what this mock has you're you're getting him to go to a situation which has been pretty stable right a, a pretty good coaching uh, staff um and i think the other thing is they have a lot of weapons there that yes will help him so um for mccarthy's sake i think this is a this would be a very good scenario um yeah. for him you know i i like it a lot too and i think this would work out perfectly in this uh hypothetical mock draft here jane daniels becomes a. Uh, you know, conversation at four. Brock Bowers gets the hype because of the top ten draft capital. Uh, Malik Neighbors is going to get it because of the top ten draft capital. Keon Coleman goes to a decent enough situation, and Roma Dunze in Cincinnati would set the dynasty world on fire in the rookie draft. So, QB four going in the first round of Seattle to a pretty sneakily good situation that we'd like. This sets you up for you know getting a quarterback in your rookie drafts at 107, 108 pretty nice absolutely i mean this is you're already at four mike just let me just say from what we're reading right now with this hypothetical mock with dame brugler you're checking every box this is this is you're checking the boxes right yep. now and uh the last two picks both of them uh one of them we expected the other one uh people need to stop sleeping on this dude in my opinion adam but uh i'll, I'll get to the the obvious one mecca buka he goes at 28 to jacksonville so we pair him up with Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, with Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, Evan Ingram. 
holy Santa Claus shit. Like, talk about a lot of mouths to feed, but an exciting offense. Like, you yep. need to figure out who the uh, who the leaders are in the clubhouse. Oh, baby. Yeah. This could be a tough offense to stop right there with all those guys. Absolutely. I mean, I think for for Trevor Lawrence is another great thing, too. Like, yes. Uh, I, I would like to see that quite a bit just because, like, I – I don't know how to put this. I'm still very much a defender of T-Law if I guess people are starting to get a little out on him. And honestly, it makes sense. I understand it. But, you know, Ridley's been very up and down. He, he's coming off of a pretty extenuous, like, time missed. Um, he, he hasn't been a guy that's always played a full year. So I think there's some getting used to him. I love Christian Kirk. You add a guy like this to the mix. You keep Evan Ingram. I mean, this team could be maybe really clicking for T-Law next year. Yeah, and the surprise of the draft, Dane Brugler coming through. My God, look at that. First round, at man. 23, before Obuka goes, at 23, Brian Thomas Jr. to Pittsburgh. Well, Mike, you know what's so good about this one? It's so crazy because um, Pittsburgh, I mean, you think, you're feeling like Pickett is just not the guy, and it would be amazing to see them do what they've always done, take more receivers. But they have a pretty damn good track record with receiver. I am a I'm in on Brian Thomas Jr. I think I talked about it last night when we were doing a podcast with uh you know the guys at IBT in between media and I was like he's a guy that's not in my tier 2 but I think he's on the kind of border of it and first round draft capital of Pittsburgh Mike bump him up Bump yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. I like it. Don't sleep on Brian Thomas Jr. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Dane, for confirming some priors on this one. But that's 11 fantasy-relevant players going in the first round of an NFL mock draft. Now, things will change. Things will shake out a little bit different. We'll have some risers. We might have a couple fallers. But looking good so far, right? The best you can hope for in December, I think this class is checking every single box, and that should get you very excited. And while people are still sleeping, not really aware but you're not because you're tapped in. You're tapped into what Adam and I are doing here on Canton Bound. Let's go. You guys are listening to the C2C crew. You know these guys already, and uh, you're going to be well aware, well informed, sneakily, just adding those first-round picks. Just yeah. adding, snatching them up. And if you listen to last week, go get them seconds. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Because <laughs> if this is the first round, the second round, oh, yeah, it's going to be good. I've been grabbing seconds on contenders, Mike. It, if I can get him moved um, before the playoff, like before the playoffs, wherever the deadline is, or in our leagues where we don't have a deadline, beautiful. Yep. Add them in on my contenders because I can flip that later. And if they decide to make me hold it, I'm not going to be mad at you. I'm not going to be that mad at you because second round is going to be great too. Well, Adam, man, it was good to have you back. I missed you. And uh, I'm sure the people did too. The people really missed you. They're like, save me from Mike. He's just out here rambling by himself again talking to the abyss <laughs> but it's good to go through this uh really appreciate it really appreciate everybody tapping in and listening and just a reminder promo code south Harmon, 10 percent off <laughs> campus to can on your first purchase so let's get there use it use it get these good tools and uh you'll never miss out on this kind of stuff you won't have to wait for adam and i to tell you about how good this class is the tools that tell you yeah and <laughs> the it, rankings it, tell you. <laughs> and it is true if you don't use it you will lose it so use it <laughs> Yes. Well, thank you, everybody. We'll see you back here same time, same place next week for Canton Bound. We're out of this thing. Peace. Peace.